Amen. 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 Good Amen. morning. Yes, yes. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As you guys can tell, I'm sitting here with my girl, and we are going to tag team teach, preach, reach today. Is that okay with you, sweetheart? Amen. It's good. It's good. Yeah, let's get this string straight here. Yep. Super excited. So, um, what was it? You just like chickened out and you were like, uh, I need some help preaching. Is that what happened? No, that ain't what happened. That ain't what happened. <laughs> no, actually, uh, while I was up on my feet last Sunday, I just kind of felt this little um, impression on my heart for us to minister together on this Mother's Day. And um, it's funny because while I was thinking it later on, or thinking about it later on that day, she came to me. She said, what do you think about us tag team preaching? I said, that'd be fantastic. That's what I wanted to do anyway, or I felt God was needing us anyway. So Amen. you got uh, both of us on today. Um, again, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to Love all the you mothers. Guys. Appreciate you guys so much. And um, I pray that you're having a super fantastic day on today. If you're just getting on, you better go back and watch and see yes. who won the prizes. And go back and look at that video with all the mothers, the tribute for all the mothers. Absolutely. So how many days or how, how much time are we going to give them to claim the prize? I mean, they need to text me. By tonight, let me know that tonight, they won okay. so I can pull some different tickets because we prepared enough bags for the number of mothers that we have in the church. And so, therefore, um, if somebody doesn't come pick up their prize, then there might be a winning ticket in the bag that? that's left over. Hey. So we might have to get on live and name some new ticket okay. winners on Monday. So you guys got till tonight, midnight. To, to claim your prize. Yeah, text us. <laughs> Show me a picture please. of your ticket. Don't text us the at winning midnight, ticket. Yeah, praise the Lord. So, hey, y'all, we're going to go ahead and dive into the message on today. I'm super excited about what we're teaching about. Um, we're continuing on um, a burden of prayer, the series that we've been ministering on for the past couple of weeks. And um, our foundational text is going to be John chapter number 21, uh, verses number 18. So uh, before we do that, we're going to go ahead and uh, make our declaration of faith, if we could do that. Um, if you have your Bible or your electronic device, uh, just lift it above your head and shout, this is my Bible. I, I am, am what, what it says, says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer and not just a hearer. And, and my life is the better after hearing, obeying, and applying a word from the Lord. Amen. John chapter number 21, verses number 18, the Bible declares, uh, this is Jesus speaking to his disciple uh, Peter, truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. Verse 20 says, Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them, the one who also had leaned back against him during the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that is going to betray you? 21, when Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? Verse number 22, the Bible declares, Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You, you Follow me. me. Wow, that's very, very powerful. Let's pray. Father, now in Jesus' name, we thank you for an opportunity, God, to minister the word of God to the people of God. Bless 
this setting, Lord God. Bless us, bless your people, and it is in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Again, so we're just going to kind of tag team teach. This is not like a preacher-thon or a teacher-teacher-thon, anything like that. It's going to be like, um, let's, let's say we're at Chick-fil-A, which is one of my favorite spots. And um, I, just, I just ordered my spicy chicken sandwich with my waffle fries and Coke Zero, of course. And uh, you got, what, the Cobb salad? I either got the Cobb salad or I got the strips with some macaroni and cheese. With mac and, and cheese. And the diet lemonade there and Mike Frost it. <laughs> there it is. So we just kind of sitting down having a discussion. So you guys join in the conversation with us. So we began um, two or three weeks ago talking about a prayer burden. And I've been so blessed by this series personally. And um, one of the things we concluded the message with on last week is this addendum to what prayer is. And we said that prayer is the vehicle that God uses to release change from the spiritual realm to our natural world. Now, that's very, very powerful because it speaks to the fact or the idea that God desires to partner with us. He doesn't just want to move for us, but in all actuality, he wants to move through us, in us, and through us to fulfill his purpose and his will upon the earth. So this is what we're going to do today. Um, we spent, again, three weeks talking about prayer. Today, we want to talk about answered prayers. So five ways, five ways that God answers prayers. Can we do that today, y'all? Amen. Absolutely. So, sweetheart, won't you get us kicked off by talking about one of the first ways that God answers prayers? Well, the first way that God answers prayers is the way that we all want to hear. Right. The first way is when he says yes. I mean, come on now. Everybody wants him to say yes. You want a yes because if you're praying about something, that means you really want it, right? right. So you want to hear yes. So the first way I want to talk about is yes. And there's three things that I want to mention. The first thing is the reason why he says yes is because it agrees with his word. It's a part of his will for your life. In John 15 and 7 it says if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you so simply saying this that if it's in his word if you think that God is saying yes it must line up with his word because he will never contradict his word the Bible declares that his word never returns back to him void and so therefore if we think that God is saying yes, we need to be able to find it in his word. Amen? Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Another way is when we take pleasure in him. When we take pleasure, meaning when we fall in love with God, when we spend more time with God, we take pleasure in him. And in Psalms 37 and 4, it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give thee the desires of your heart. Now, this is where people misunderstand this scripture right here because when we think, oh, he gives us the desires of our heart, that's the only part we know. He gives us the desires of our heart. But he doesn't just give you what you want. That's what people think, that, oh, he gives me the desires of our heart, so when I pray, he's going to give me whatever I want. That's not what that scripture means. But when I delight myself in him, when I take pleasure in him, when I fall in love with him, that is when he starts to give me what I want. And it's not necessarily what I want, but the more time I spend with him, the more I fall in love with him, the more what I desire begins to be what he desires for me. So my desires become less fleshly and less personal, but it begins to line up with what it is that he wants for me anyway, right? I think sometimes we forget the fact that God desires to have a relationship with us. And in that relationship, he wants it to grow. He wants us to fall more and more in love with him. And of course, as you fall more in love with God, your desires begin to change to love the things and to like the things that he likes. 
Therefore, when you pray and when you ask, it's more likely that you're going you're gonna to pray in alignment with his will anyway. I mean, yeah, because it's like you like action movies and you like all <laughs> those superhero movies. And I don't necessarily like that. I didn't grow up watching those things. But the more time I spend with you, I began to enjoy watching those movies with you. I am so glad to hear that. Praise the Lord. Because the chick flicks, I still ain't with them yet. Well, you need to spend <laughs> a little bit more time with me so you can get uh, on Amen it. to that. Amen to that. And the third reason why is because simply because he loves you. Because he loves you, Matthew 7 and 11, and it's so powerful, it says, if you then who are evil, talking about us, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? I mean, my husband said earlier that I love my children. I make sacrifices for my children. I do, no matter how small, how old, from Nathaniel to Aisha, big or grown or still a child, I will make sacrifices for my children. And it's not necessarily because they deserve it. It's not necessarily because they are worthy or because they deserve it. But it's simply because I love them. And because I love them, I just want to do something nice for them. Amen. And because God loves us, he wants to do nice things for us as well. Amen. Good stuff, sweetheart. Amen. So God says yes, but then there are times when God says no. No. So if you're taking notes, jot these three things down. Three reasons why God says no. Number one is for our protection. Um, I just want you just to just type in the chat, God knows. God knows. God knows. Yes, God knows every single detail about your particular request. And when God sees danger, um, he often will shut doors of opportunities that we feel that he should open for us. Now, here's the thing about God saying no to us. When, when God says no, he doesn't always obligate himself to, act, to, to giving us the reason why he's saying no. Uh, in essence, God is like your mama sometimes, because I said so. <laughs> Any of y'all had a mama like that? No. Why, mom? Because I said so. God knows, and it puts us in a position where we just need to trust him if he shuts the door of opportunity. Can somebody say amen to that? So, number one, God says no because... Um, for our protection. Number two, God says no because God has better. There are times when you are just simply asking too low. Matter of fact, put that in the chat right now. I'm, I might be asking too low. One of the scriptures that come to mind is 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, verses 9, where the Bible declares, But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared. Now, I like that last statement right there, the things which God hath prepared, because it speaks to the fact that God is not just going along, um, just thinking of things to bless us with as, as we go along in life. No, 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 no. There are things that God has already prepared for us. Can you say amen? In my right tomorrow, there? in my next year. There you go. I Come mean, on. He, not, he already has it laid out for 2020, yes. what he wants to do for me. 2022, 2023. Don't settle. And I love him. Absolutely. I'm just going to let him do what he's going to do. There it is. Another scripture, uh, Ephesians 3 and 20, where the Bible declares, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or think. Now watch this. God is not able to do below what you ask or think. He's able to blow your mind above all you ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I want to challenge you today not to ask too little. Can you say amen there? Amen. And then number three, um, there are times when God says no simply because it's not your assignment. It's not what I've called you to do. It's a good idea. It's a God idea, 
but it might not be for you to do it. And one of the scriptures that come to mind is David, the heart that he had to build the temple for God. And he was really passionate about that thing. But God spoke to the prophet Nathan to go back and tell David, that's not his assignment. I have reserved that for his son, Solomon. So there are times when it's simply not your assignment. What, what, what's your thoughts on that, sweetie? Well, first of all, no is something we don't want to hear. No, absolutely I mean, that, not. No would make you go into a temper tantrum. You know, <laughs> like our kids do when they're small, and you tell them, no, they can't have some candy in the store, and they start acting up, but they got that kind of mama that pop them right in the store, right? Hey, but we on uh, Amen, 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 we on live. We put them in time out. So when I think about <laughs> no, I think about, okay, is there a reason why God has said no to me? Because when I think about it, in the scripture, it says that when we ask, we don't receive it because we ask amiss, meaning that we ask with the wrong motives. Right. And so I asked the question, okay, God, did you say no? We need to evaluate when we get a no. Did you say no because it wasn't my assignment? Did you say no because it wasn't for me? Did you say no because it was too low or you were trying to protect me? Or did you say no because my motives weren't pure? So we need to wow. check our motives when we get a no from God to say, why did he tell me no? Reevaluate that thing. Amen. That's good stuff. Because sometimes our no is because of us. Absolutely. Amen. So there are times when we pray, God says, yes, it is yours, my son, my daughter. There are times when he says no, and then there are times when he simply says, wait. Wait. Now, this one right here. <laughs> Is the hardest one. Yeah. I mean, I think I'd rather have a yes or a no. Point blank. I'd rather have no than wait. <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> just, have just yes no or so no than wait. Absolutely. And sometimes the reason why he says no is because it's a collective blessing. Mm. Now, what does that necessarily mean? In Acts 2, chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were um, all in one place and one accord. And suddenly there came a sound. And so when I think about that, I think about our marriage. There are some things that God does to bless me individually. There are some things that God does to bless you individually. Yes. But then there are some things that we can only get together on one accord as a husband and wife. And Absolutely. when we aren't on one accord, then we're stopping the blessings that God has for us. Even as a church family, when we do corporate fasting and we do corporate praying you're blocking your own blessings yes you can get a blessing for your house you can get a prayer through for your house you can do things for your house but there are some things that are only reserved when you are on one accord with other people other believers and so sometimes we miss the corporate blessing in that season of fasting and in that season of praying because we think I can hear God for myself and so be careful that, 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 that you don't miss the collective blessing. Amen. Absolutely. One of the things I want you guys to consider that um, maybe you've been praying for something and you've been waiting for a long time for it. Maybe you need to consider asking God, who does this blessing affect? Because if you can figure out who the blessing affect, maybe you can target your prayers toward those individuals so that they can line up. Again, you use the scripture in Acts 2. Uh, they were in one place and on one accord. And verse 2 says, and suddenly. I want to, and suddenly. Yeah. Like, so boom. Not just one place, but when they all came together mentally on one accord, then the Spirit of suddenly. God shows up powerfully. Amen. That's powerful. That's so, good. number one, again. Hey, um, why don't you type, and suddenly. I like it. And suddenly. <laughs> yes. So, there are times God tells us to wait because it's, it's a collective corporate blessing that he has in mind. And then there are times God has us to wait um, because he's actually waiting on us. There are some character issues. 
Um, T.D. Jakes wrote a book years ago, and, and the title of the book was Can You Stand to Be Blessed? And the emphasis was can you handle what it is that God has in store for you? And I want to challenge you guys because that years ago, my wife and I, of course, we celebrated 20 years of marriage. And, um, man, I, I absolutely love this girl. Um, but there are some things, some blessings that we're receiving now that we literally prayed for 15, 16 years ago. And had we got those blessings, had we got those things then, we probably we wouldn't ready. be. No, mm -mm. We weren't ready. She wasn't ready. I we was ready. We weren't ready. We wasn't, you wasn't. No, actually, because I am <laughs> oh the more analytical one, I was probably ready and he oh, wasn't ready. Oh, it's like that now. Because I was saved first, she wasn't ready. No, no, no. <laughs> but I'm the financial savvy one. Absolutely. And so if we had got some financial blessings that we have now, yeah, back man. then, he'd have blew all our money. Oh, you're going to do me like that? Fighting. Okay, all right. I receive that. I receive it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I wasn't ready. She was waiting. The Lord was waiting on me. Anyways, so there are times, man, when God is waiting on our character. Um, it reminds me of the scripture that teaches that if you're faithful over a few things, that he'll make you ruler over many things. That is so powerful. So, so powerful. Um, why don't you talk to us about things you should do while you wait? Because all of us, we receive an answer from time to time. Well, God I want to talk about answer. that character development first okay, really go right quick. Ahead. Go ahead. Um, it makes me think about our relationship in the beginning. Um, some of you know and some of you don't know that my husband and I, we actually met on two occasions. Mm -hmm. uh, the first occasion, and, and my character was not developed, but the first occasion was, uh, it was freshman orientation at USM. He was a Southern style facilitator, and he was out there with another friend of mine, and I went oh, up. Talk, talk about what, what I have on, what I have on. He had on that gold blazer, you yeah. know, that oh, black you remember, and gold. Don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah I remember, remember. I remember. And... Uh, he came, I walked over to ask them what they were doing right in front of Kennard, Washington, for those of you who are Eagles, Southern Miss to the top. And uh, I went and I asked them what they were doing, and they said they were there for freshman orientation. Well, me, who was not saved yet, and who was a little fast, you know, what the old people used to call them, you know, the first thing I said was, mm, fresh men. Now, I believe all in my heart that he's my husband. But I don't believe that the timing was right. And so you can do a good thing or have the right thing at the wrong, wrong time, time and mess yes. it up. He yes. had he got with me then, I would have turned the brother out. Oh, Lord. I, I would have turned the brother out. I was a young preacher just trying to live for Jesus. And, and you said <laughs> that you, when you looked at me, you said I was what? Oh, you was fine now. I was attractive. Absolutely, but when yeah. I opened up my oh, mouth. Oh, nah. Mm -mm. You said, mm -mm, that ain't her right there. That ain't and first so, lady right there. But you know what? <laughs> It was just a few months later that God saved me. Just a yes. few months after that, that God saved me. At the time when he started praying for his wife, as a matter of fact, yep. too. You know, a lot of people say that their grandmother prayed for them or this person prayed for them. But I really believe that my husband prayed yes. for me. And it was my husband's prayers that reached heaven. And that's when I gave my life to the Lord. Didn't even know him. It was a whole nother year later that we ran into each other again. And this time was the right time. Yeah, Amen. so powerful. Um, my youth pastor at that time, Robert Johnson, um, he challenged all the brothers to start praying for their wives. Just praying. He said, you don't know who she is, but God knows who she is, where she's at, what's going on in her life. So pray. And um, I started sincerely praying for my wife um, at that particular time. And it was amazing when, when we finally met and we looked back around the same time when I started praying for her. That's when she gave her life to the Lord. Amen. So, Fred, work. Amen. So what I want to talk about right now is what to do while you're waiting. 
When I think about the word wait, I think about a waiter or a waitress. And their job is to serve you from the time you sit down to the time you reconcile your bill and pay and leave. Their job is to serve you with excellence. Right. And the better job they do, the more tip that you give them, right? Which makes me think about if you're faithful over a few things, then the Bible says God will make you ruler over many. So if we're faithful in our waiting season, that's when God blesses us because he knows that we're ready for the next level. I think about old people, and they used to say an idle mind uh, is the devil's workshop. And so, and I think about that now, and it kind of makes sense to me, because in that waiting season, if your mind is idle, that's when the devil begins to come in. Even in this time during the pandemic right now, if you're not finding yourself busy doing whatever it is that God wants you to do during this time, you will find yourself going back to some things that you said you would never go back to. And so you need to be careful, because in the waiting time, you'll mess around and you'll turn God's no into a yes, and then ask him to bless your mess. You can say that again. I'll say that again. That was pretty good. That's tweetable. You'll mess around and turn God's <laughs> no into a yes and then ask him to bless your mess. Yeah. And that's not what we want to do. We want to operate when God says yes, not when he says no. Yes. And the last thing I want to talk about in that waiting thing, because I just want to throw this example out there. I'm an entrepreneur. I went to school. I have a degree in mathematics. I'm a math teacher. I have a, a minor in uh, science. I have actually a minor in three sciences, computer science, uh, chemistry and biology. A lot of people don't know that, but I have three minors, uh, chemistry, uh, computer science, and biology, and then I have a degree in mathematics. So I've got a little bit of brains on me. And, uh, but I'm an entrepreneur now, and I said that to say this. So let's just say that you're calling, you're gifting, you know that you want to be an entrepreneur, and that's great. But in that season, until God opens the door for you to be an entrepreneur, don't do a sloppy job on the job that you're at now. You have to do that job with excellence. The Bible says that God does all things well, and he does them in a the spirit of excellence. So if you serve your employer well, then when it's time for you to be an entrepreneur, God's going to open doors for you, and people will serve you well so be careful in that waiting season that you don't get discouraged amen and many of us right now we're in a waiting season I don't know about you guys but prior to the pandemic uh, there were so many things I had lined up things that I wanted to accomplish and they're all, they're all on pause right now so this is the decision that I've made I've made the decision is to be faithful over what I can do so when God does open the doors again and we can move forward um, his hands will be on that because his hands is on what I what I'm being faithful over right now. Amen? Amen. So, um, how does God respond to our prayers? Uh, number sometimes one, he says yes. Sometimes he says no. And sometimes he says wait. And then number four, there are times when God says, do it yourself. Do it yourself. <laughs> now, um, interesting scripture in Exodus 14. Um, this is Moses and the children of Israel. Um, Moses has already delivered them out of Egyptian bondage. God has used him to do that. And they find themselves in a unique predicament. The Red Sea is in front of them, a mountain on each side of them, and now Pharaoh's army is behind them. So Moses does what I would do. Um, if I'm in a situation like that, I got my enemies chasing me and I'm trapped, I'm going to talk to God. And the Bible declares, Exodus 14, 15, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, 
that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry land. Man, that is so powerful because understand, God had already given him the tools. God had already given him the gifts that he needed to move forward. Watch, watch the wisdom in this particular text, man, because there's something that God has placed in your belly. There's, there's resources that he's already given you. And there are times when you're sitting back saying, God, help me. When God says, I've given you what you need to help yourself in this season. I wonder, can you type amen? right there amen so there are times even in our relationship and I want to make this uh, personal and practical um, there are times we've gone through troubled uh, situations where it, it, it just wasn't good arguing about different things or whatever and I remember going to God in times past and asking God to fix my marriage God bring us together on one accord again and this was the response I got from God go apologize in essence i was asking god to do something that he wanted you to do yourself why, why, hold up now watch it watch it because i'm gonna leave you alone praise the it's mother's day so you yeah i'm gonna let you have it today on mother's day um even with our children um sometimes at ministry man we're just rolling we're rolling and um sad to say sad to say there are times that we're so busy about god's ministry that we tend to overlook our first ministry which is our family and um, there have been times where our kids have acted out in certain ways and, and I prayed I prayed Lord um, touch my babies God let my babies understand the call of God upon my life and God had to remind me oh you don't need me to touch them you just need to spend time with them as a father as a mother so again that that highlights the idea that there are certain things that we're asking for God to do when we have the power and the ability to do it ourselves. Can you say amen right there? Amen. It makes me think of the scripture um, that tells us that um, faith without works is dead. We want to pray and we want to believe God to do all these things for us, but we don't want to put the work in that goes with it. Amen. Yes. The last thing I want to talk about is the money. Sometimes we're praying for God and we're praying, God, bless me with more money. Give me more money. Give me a raise on my job. Do this, do that. And it's not that God needs to give us more money but what we need is we need to be better stewards we need to be more Absolutely. faithful stewards over the money that he's given us again the scripture declares that if we're faithful over a few he'll make us rulers over many and so the answer isn't that we need more money but what we really need is we need the wisdom on how to manage the money that he's already given us so instead of praying for more money what we need to be praying for in all actuality when it comes to our finances is for wisdom and the bible says that if any man or woman lacks wisdom that he'll give it to us liberally, liberally. and now he won't hold it back so all we have to do is ask and so a lot of times we find ourselves in a financial rut and it is because we aren't faithful stewards not that we need more but we can do this ourselves when we learn to say no when we learn not to go out to eat and we learn to cook when we learn we already have enough clothes we already have enough shoes we don't need to take a vacation right now you know and put our priorities in order and i think that this time right now is helping all of us yes. to pre reprioritize things in our life amen Absolutely. you can't go nowhere and spend no money and they opening everything up and i'm still not going nowhere and spending no money so there are times when God says yes, there are times he says no, other times he says wait. Sometimes God challenges us to do it ourselves. And then number five, sometimes God says that that is not your concern. Now he said it's none of your business. None of your business. He said none of your, I said God ain't said none of your business. But then when I read it, 
and he showed it to me in the scripture. It really did none say none of your business. Now, of your business. So I want to I highlight two scriptures that, um, in essence, Jesus says, none of your business. In Acts chapter number one, verses six, uh, the Bible declares, so when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You, you see how Jesus just redirect that? They want to know about this. Jesus said, don't worry about that. Focus on this right here. It's not, it's not your concern to know the times and seasons, but focus on the fact that you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. Um, in our foundational text in John 21, 18, now this is very, very powerful. I want to read this again. Uh, Jesus talking to Peter, and he says, truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. Now, now look how powerful this is in verse number 18 and 19. Jesus tells Peter how his life is going to expire. When we get to verse number 20, the Bible declares, Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following him. 21, when Peter saw him, he said to him, Jesus, what about this man? Now, you just told me how I'm going to die. Now, tell me how John going to die. Jesus responds in verse number 22. Read it, sweetheart. He says, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? None of your business. That's what what is said. that to you? What, what they got to do with you? What they got yes. to do with you? He says to him, you follow me. Now that is so powerful. That is so profound. Jesus in essence says that is none of your concern. I want you to follow me. And if you look in the text, this is the second time he's going to tell Peter to follow me. The first time he told him, this is how you're going to die, but don't worry about death. Right now, I need you to follow me. Peter, Peter starts asking questions that has nothing to do with him. Jesus checks him and says, that's none of your, none of your concern. Remember, follow me. And I want to challenge you guys because I believe, I really believe that God gives us this answer more than we actually know. Um, because there are times when we're asking about somebody else's destiny or what's going on in, a, in another part of the world or somebody's household, and we're losing focus about what God wants to do in us in this particular season concerned about other people's priorities or pro other people's problems. Yeah, social media have you worrying about everybody else's you. business and everybody else's problems instead of your own. Absolutely, absolutely. So th those are the five. Again, this is not an exhaustive list. But most answers can fall within within this category. He says yes. That times he says no. Times he says wait. Other times he says do it yourself. And then finally he said none of your business. Absolutely. So watch this. Um, the prerequisite to an answered prayer is first asking. And I know that this is 101. This is foundational. But the reality is I believe that many of us yet miss this simple fact that we need to ask God because God wants to partner with us. God is not going to violate the will of another. That simply means that God is not just going to bless you against your will. I've, I've, I've been in situations where I've prayed for people and I've, I've seen the miraculous power of God raise people up even off, off of their deathbeds. And then there have been other times when I've prayed for people and those individuals had made up in their mind that they wanted to go home. And watch this, God would not override their will to answer my prayer. He took them home because that is what they wanted. 
And that, and you must understand, if you want God to move for you, you need to open up your mouth and ask him to move. The scripture teaches in James 4 and 2, you desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. It says you do not have. Because you do not ask. Because you do not ask. You got to ask. You got to ask. Matthew 7 and 7. Won't you read that, sweetheart? Matthew 7 and 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. You got to ask. Absolutely. Um, and this is what I'm feeling in my spirit, man. It's time for us to spend time in our prayer closet like never before. Um, one, one of my mentors, uh, Prophet Greer, is going on to be with the Lord now. I remember years ago, this was maybe two, maybe three years ago when he was here. And um, he said to me, because there were some things going on in my life, and I, I, I felt I was at a place where it's like I was at the edge of a, a cliff of blessings. It's like just one push, one gust of wind, and I would fall into a place of just, just massive blessings, massive breakthroughs. And I remember him saying to me, Pastor McGee, if you would spend more time in prayer, God would open up those floodgates for you. And I remember during that particular season that that's what I did. I consecrated myself. I spent more time in prayer. And as I began to partner with God and, and request of God, there were so many doors that began to open up. And I believe that we're in that season all over again. Despite what's going on around us right now, despite even the pandemic itself, God wants to release some things out of heaven and manifest them on the earth. But he's not just going to do it for us. He wants to do it through, through us, us. And he wants to do it with us. Can you say amen to amen, that? Amen, amen, amen. So this is what I want to do. We're going to bring um, this session to a close. And I've enjoyed teaching with you today, sweetheart. I've enjoyed teaching with you, too, when yeah. I'm matching polos. How about, how about it? How about it? Yes. <laughs> I want to pray for you guys today. Um, and I do want to give you an opportunity for those of you all who maybe you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sin. Or maybe, maybe you have a relationship with him, but you're just not living like you have a relationship with him. Have you asked him for forgiveness? Yeah, have, have you asked him to restore you? Have you asked him to mend the broken places in your heart? Um, there's, a, there's a lie that many of us often believe, um, and we never even question, question it when we hear it or when, when, when somebody mentions it. And that lie is, time heals all wounds. No, there are people that were broken 20 years ago, and they're just as broken today as they were 20. Jesus heals all wounds. And there's some people today that God wants to heal your heart, man, but you got to ask him. So I'm going to pray for you, and I just want to give you an opportunity to just talk to God just for, just for a moment. If you need forgiveness of sins, ask him for it right now. If you need healing in your body, ask him for it right now. If you need breakthrough in your mind, ask him for it right now. If you, if you need your soul to be saved, my friend, ask him forward right now and God will save you today God will deliver you and make you free today Father now in Jesus' mighty name I thank you God for this opportunity Jesus God to minister life to your people God to even challenge your people today Lord God to seek you even the more God there's some man, woman, boy, girl that's watching me right now that's saying that's me pastor I just assumed God was going to do it. I didn't know he really wanted me 
to partner with him and ask concerning this, this thorn that's in my flesh, this situation that's going on in my life. So God, I choose to ask you for your help right now. Come on, do it right now. I want to give you that opportunity. Do it right now. Yeah, yeah. If you're watching me, you can just you can just type it in the chat. Lord, help me now. Lord, say somebody. You could just type, Lord, save me now, because that's what you need God to do in your life. Somebody else, you can type, God, deliver me now. God, bless me now. God, I need your hand of favor to rest upon my life and what I'm going through right now. Come on, come on, come on. Just, just go ahead and type in your request. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Maybe it's your babies. Maybe it's your children. God, save my children. God, deliver my, my husband. God, deliver my wife, Jesus. God, touch my, breathe on my finances, Lord. Go, go ahead and do it now because I, I'm telling you today that God is going to answer. God is going to answer. And even if he says no, no has value because the Bible declares faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So even a no builds faith. <laughs> even a no today builds faith. God touch, God touch, God touch. Deliver, deliver Jesus. Deliver Lord God, deliver. We give your name the praise, honor, and all of the glory. And it is in Jesus' mighty name. And if you agree, just type amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God for you all on today. We have enjoyed this. We got to do this more often, babe. We should. We should. Yep. We will do this more often, definitely. Um, we're bringing this uh, part of our service to a close. Uh, for those of you guys who desire to give at this time, uh, you'll see on the screen an opportunity to sow seed into to the ministry. I believe that if you sow seed in good ground, yeah, we, we have our declaration of faith. We hadn't said it in, in quite a while. <laughs> we have this little funny saying as we prepare to give our offering. We say that this is my seed that I'm, I'm sowing, sowing today, today in, in good, good ground. ground. And, and I, I know, know I'll receive a harvest in the area in, the in my, area life, my life. I, need, I, I believe that. I believe, I believe that when you sow seed in good ground, you reap the harvest in the area in your life you need it most. So you might be sowing money, but money just might not be your issue right now. God knows what your issue is. And when you sow in good ground, you reap in the area in your life that you need most. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Any other thoughts, sweetheart? Happy Mother's Day again to all the yes. mothers. If you came in late and you didn't see us pull the tickets, make sure that you go back, you watch it, and you send me a picture and claim your prizes. We gave away four nice big baskets yes. and two $50 Walmart gift cards. So you want to go back. I um, hope you got your gifts. If you did not pick up your gift, uh, then let me know this week, hopefully on Monday, uh, when Greg Jr. graduates, uh, you'll be able to My pick boy. it up then. We'll be hey. having a graduation parade. We'll be meeting at Cinemark on Monday at 530, and then we'll be driving in a parade here to the church to celebrate with him. Amen? Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you. We bless you guys. Father, we thank you again for an opportunity, God, to share with your people. I pray that the word of God has fallen on good ground, and it is in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We are a church family that honors God in everything, everything. we say and do. We say and Blessings do. to you. God Love you guys you. much. Love you.